So there's this senator from Wyoming, Senator Loomis, who's been working on some crypto bill. Um, and they released a news story with, you know, talking about the bill or a first draft of the bill. But Loomis tweeted out that this uh, is no relation to the bill now. So I'm guessing they made a lot of changes. Uh, so I'm not going to bother reading this draft that I saw if, um, if the bill is significantly different. But I have heard her speaking a little bit about the bill. I, um, I didn't watch the live stream of the DC Blockchain Summit, which um, she was a part of, uh, where she talked probably extensively about this bill because they wanted to charge over $100 for the live stream. And I refuse to do that. I refuse to um, pay a senator whose, whose salary is already being paid you know, by the taxpayers. I refuse to pay them more money um, to go speak at this event. And they had like 30 politicians here, bureaucrats, regulators. I just, I, I refuse to hand them over any money um, for this type of event. Uh, but yeah, um, I thought, I think that this bill is going to have some kind of um, elimination of cap gains for Bitcoin. Um, maybe for other cryptos, like I don't, I don't, you know, she might be a Bitcoin maximalist, but I don't see how she can really honestly, um, only give one cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, a, a free pass on cap gains. And, and at what point, you know, she wants to do it for small transactions, of course, cause they want to use it as a currency. Um, but what, you know, there's this arbitrary level, like is $600, is that, I think that's too high. You know, you should do it for like $20 or if they say they want to buy coffee with Bitcoin. Okay. How much is a coffee? I guess it's $5 now. Maybe there's a dollar tip. So, you know, maybe $6. So if you're making a $6 transaction with Bitcoin, perhaps maybe you can get out of paying your capital gains tax. But, you know, if you're a smart person, you could just pretend like you're paying for coffee. Who's going to know, right? Because if you use the Lightning Network, you could just make all these little transactions and it just be to yourself, I guess. And you could just say, yeah, I paid myself. <laughs> or yeah, you could pay yourself and then pretend like you're paying for coffee. Um, so if you could get out of paying a 50% or higher tax rate, because, you know, short-term capital gains is treated like ordinary income and you've got fed, fed taxes, you've got, you know, if you live in a state with high in with um, income taxes, uh, taxes are quite high. I mean, a lot of people are paying over half their income uh, going to the tax man. So the Bitcoiners who I'm, I, I would say I'd venture that 50% at least are, are not paying taxes or not paying the right amount of taxes. It's probably higher than that. Um, but now they want to explicitly get out of paying ta taxes, cap gains taxes. And I don't think this is going to be popular. <laughs> let's just say in, in Congress, um, I think that they're going to have to amend whatever kind of cap gains tax they're giving to Bitcoin, because not, not, not only will other coins, you know, be upset and clamor for the same kind of treatment or tokens, right? Um, but, um, but the taxpayer is going to be pissed because if, you know, and I don't like cap gains tax either. Most people don't like cap gains tax, but you can't just say that we are going to eliminate cap gains tax on one asset. You need to say, We'll eliminate it across the board. Of course, that's never really going to pass because the Democrats aren't going to go for that. Uh, just like they're not going to go for your Bitcoin cap gains, you know, exception. They're just not going to go for that. They're going to see it as um, unfair and they're going to say these Bitcoiners made all this money and they don't want to pay their, you know, they don't even want to pay their taxes. And I don't like taxes. I'm not somebody who who supports taxes. I support minimal taxes. Um, but. I also see it as very unfair. You cannot just claim that your asset gets special treatment and, you know, that, that Bitcoin is the basically the only thing that uh, should should not have to, you know, where you shouldn't have to pay cap gains tax on. And the amount, this is why it, it won't work, because the amount is going to be abused. So you say it's for small transactions. Well, what's small? Again, and I can layer these transactions in a way that I can just pretend like, you know, I, I'm paying for coffee when I'm really not, you know, just to get out of the cap gains. So I think it's grossly unfair to just allow one asset just because it pretends like it's going to be money or it thinks it's going to be money or it thinks it's going to be a currency. And perhaps they think this is a barrier to its usage as a medium of exchange.
you know, it's really not, it's not, it's not a barrier. You know, it's a fake barrier just so they don't have to pay gap gains tax, but it's not a barrier. It's the barrier is Bitcoin is too volatile and nobody wants to use it in transactions. Nobody really wants the Bitcoin. They just want the money, you know, the fiat that basically Bitcoin is moving. So you're not going to, you're not going to get everybody on board here. You're definitely not going to get um, the Democrats on board with this, with this rule. Um, and you're not, you're not even going to get, you know, libertarians like me who, um, who think it's grossly unfair to single out a single asset uh, to eliminate capital gains tax for, even if it's on small amounts, because you can just never police this, never enforce it. I mean, what are you going to do on an exchange? Like, what if you're buying a small amount? Does that count? Right? I mean, that counts as a transaction, right? You're buying something. You're buying crypto. You're buying, you know, you're buying ETH with your Bitcoin, whatever it is. Um, that, that should count. It's not coffee, but it's something, you know, and you're, you're making a purchase. So you this, this law is stupid. Like, I can't even believe she even tried to put this in the bill. And she, it's probably not going to be in there because I don't think it's going to pass with it. But, they, but what might pass is something that she wants to do where she calls out what is a security and what is um, a commodity as far as specific tokens. So the Bitcoin maxis are not going to be happy about this. But, you know, Loomis wants to make, uh, you know, Ethereum also a commodity, <laughs> just like Bitcoin. So, so I think they're very worried because, you know, Jay Clayton, he's the one that said, oh, Ethereum and Bitcoin, they're both commodities in like 2018. But they're very worried because, you know, this guy is now um, he, he's proven to be uh, biased because he's he's gone into the crypto industry. He was the head of the SEC in 2018 when they officially declared, you know, well, not really officially. It was just this one mouth mouth breather called Jay Clayton. He's the guy that said, yeah, Bitcoin and Ethereum, they look like commodities to me. Well, now we can point to this and say he this was an inside job. He got brought. The evidence for bribery of this official is clear as day. I can point to last week. He just got some big crypto job, right? He just got some big crypto job at some company. Uh, and so he's, of course, he's bribed. Like he, he, this was a pay to play. Like this was just what all these regulators do. And besides this, one talking head at SEC, even if he's a chairman, does not set the rule on what's a security, what's a commodity uh, for tokens, right? Only Congress can do that. And that's why Loomis is trying to get her little grimy hands on the law, right? So she's trying to basically dictate which tokens now are going to be um, securities and commodities. And she really needs to explain, like, to the world, to the taxpayers, uh, to SEC, why she thinks that she can just throw out um, securities laws from the 1930s and 40s and why Bitcoin or crypto in general needs like a special little um, carve out here. Um, and innovation can't be the answer. She's got to come up with something better than she can't think about how security is like, cause she doesn't understand security laws. She needs to think she needs to come up with a reason why, you know, these securities laws, basically these concepts, these very broad concepts don't apply to Bitcoin and, and Ethereum. And, and she, she doesn't even know that much about Bitcoin. I mean, she 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 probably just made an error talking, but she was on a panel. Um, which one was it? This was Heritage Foundation. This was last week while she the DC Blockchain Summit was going on. She also went to Heritage and gave a talk um, along with uh, Ted Cruz, and she um, she mentioned twenty million Bitcoin, twenty. Not 21, <laughs> 20. Uh, now, that doesn't really have anything to do with securities laws, but it just shows that she's not really technically competent um, on Bitcoin. If you just listen to her talk, <laughs> uh, she doesn't seem to know that much. She just repeats what she's heard, I think, um, which is fine. I suppose most senators do this, but she shouldn't be making laws than trying to apply conceptually securities laws, which I, I probably would would say she she knows absolutely nothing about uh and try to to apply this to an asset she knows nothing about so so why you know i'm guessing she has people writing these bills for her but um but i think it's wrong for congress to just sort of dictate to us 
which tokens are going to be securities, which are going to be commodities, you know, who is going to have jurisdiction over, over which one, right? Because this is their ultimate goal is because the Bitcoiners and the crypto people have thoroughly bought off everybody at the CFTC. The SEC, they're working on that. You know, it's a little bit harder there. Um, they've got Hester Pierce. Um, you know, she's the biggest, um, you know, crypto proponent probably out there uh, regulator wise. But, you know, the SEC is a little bit tougher than the CFTC. Um, I think the CFTC is definitely bought and paid for. The SEC, yeah, they've got some some people on their side, but they don't have everybody yet. They don't have everybody yet. Uh, it's a lot bigger organization. They've got to find a lot of, you know, cushy jobs for these people, um, you know, and they've got to basically pay them in Bitcoin or pay them and bribe them in whatever token, um, you know, they can create. I, th- I think if you were to investigate these people, they're definitely taking tokens behind the scenes um, for sure. And so are these Congress people. Um, you know, Loomis was was one of these people that um, she, you know, whenever they, they talked about how uh, senators shouldn't be trading stocks um, and they wanted to pass this. I don't even know if it passed. I don't, I haven't heard about it recently, but she was one of the people that said, no, no, I, I should be allowed to trade stocks, right? I should definitely be allowed to trade stocks. She was defending her right to get rich, right to use insider information. And I guarantee you, she's also doing this with crypto. So um, I know she's a Bitcoiner, so maybe she's, you know, doesn't really have all the other tokens, but guarantee you she's doing it with stocks because other, why would she defend her herself here? Why would she defend Congress's right to trade stocks? Um, you know, so she's clearly biased and she clearly, clearly doesn't care that she's biased. So she's working it for a special interest group called the crypto or Bitcoin industry. She wants to pass um, cap gains exception to Bitcoin, you know. And she wants to limit it. Last I heard, it was $600. Maybe it's changed. Uh, I have a hard time thinking that's going to pass. Maybe it will. Um, Maybe it will. Because they, you know, if they can bribe enough senators, uh, Congress people, um, if they can bribe bribe them enough, they they got Cory Booker. He spoke at the D.C. uh, (laughs) blockchain summit uh, on crypto and thought it was great. And just thought it was a a great thing for minorities and and um, poor people, <laughs> you know, uh, women, right, to sort of um, bump them up. He thought it was a great, you know, inclusive thing. Yeah, it's inclusive for, for wealth redistribution the, the wrong way, right? This is uh, inclusive, meaning anybody can be a bag holder. Any can, anybody can be scammed. Yeah, anybody. They don't, they don't, there's no IQ test here. Uh, there's no uh, gender test. There's no minority test. They'll take anybody's money. I mean, green is green. And so if you are dumb enough to um, buy into any of these crypto scams, including Bitcoin, uh, you're basically giving your money to somebody else who, um, you know, who got in earlier than you because uh, they're now exiting, right? Probably at a profit. And so now you're the bag holder. Uh, so they're an equal opportunity bag holder, right? Um, group of people. I mean, they'll scam anybody. You know, they'll scam the third world. They're doing it right now. They're trying to pass, you know, legal tender Bitcoin everywhere, including in, you know, all these poor <laughs> African countries. Uh, they really don't care about, you know, black people. I mean, if they're trying to scam them, they really don't care about um, Hispanic people or El Salvadorian people. Right. They they screwed that country over by aligning with the dictator. Um, <laughs> so they're basically willing to to take money from anybody, the poorest of the poor. Uh, minorities, people who, who tend to not have a lot of money, perhaps, um, you know, they'll take it from rich, they'll take it from poor, they'll take it from any gender, they'll take it from um, any anybody. Um, and what they're doing in Congress, I've talked about this before, and I despise it. You know, these big, you know, the crypto people, I give pass to. But the big Bitcoin people, I do not. And the big, because the Bitcoin people are supposed to be anti-government, you know, hands off, let, let Bitcoin work, let, you know, as long as government doesn't shut the Bitcoin down, we don't need to use government power to force adoption. Well, what are, what are legal tender laws, right? They want to pass legal tender laws in all these different states. And the next law that Loomis is going to do is going to be a legal tender law or the Fed needs to buy Bitcoin. That's what she said before, you know, so it used to be the Bitcoiners were against the Federal Reserve, Right. They sort of were against them. And now they want the, the Fed to buy Bitcoin. 
they literally Loomis said this. She literally said in an interview, I don't remember which one, the Fed should buy Bitcoin, put it on its balance sheet. Where, what are they going to buy it with? Newly printed money? I thought the Bitcoiners were sort of against that, you know, but it's funny. Um, I always say that the Bitcoiners need printing the, the printer, right? They need the money printer to keep going because uh, this is why Bitcoin exists and why, you know, it can only continue to go up. It's a non-productive activity um, and it can only continue to exist as long as more cheap money is flowing in. Um, so it, it needs the money printer. And, you know, Loomis basically proves my point and all the Bitcoiners prove my point. Whenever they um, they talk about the Fed needing to buy Bitcoin or states needing to create some kind of reserve, current, you know, asset. So what they want to do in Texas and what they want to do elsewhere in other states. Um, and I've been keeping my pulse a little bit on on like these these lobby groups that lobby government officials. Um, and there was a group of Texas Bitcoiners who basically wrote this legislation and got it passed. You know, and at first I thought, okay, well, they're just, you know, they want to make sure, you know, they, they said that Bitcoin was going to be property and, okay, I didn't read it, but this is what people were ta- ta- talking about the bill. You know, this is what it does and just sort of make sure that they're not going to like crush Bitcoin. I'm, I'm fine with that, but that's defensive move. But what they're doing now is uh, offensive. And also in this little bill, they snuck this little gem in where they created some kind of Texas uh, blockchain working group like it's a government appointed working group and it specifically um if you go to their website it specifically says in their mission how can we help texas uh invest like the state itself invest in blockchain technologies or um invest in the future of bitcoin so there's this language problem i have where i don't want taxpayer dollars investing in anything blockchain i don't want the state to be putting bitcoin on their balance sheet um, and this law actually says we're going to create like a working group and, and the governor is going to appoint these, you know, people in blockchain from different sectors, right? Carla Reyes is on, I think she's like the head of it. Uh, and I really like her. She's a lawyer. She's a, she's a crypto lawyer. She's pretty smart. I think, um, she's a little bit biased, you know, cause she likes crypto, but she's of course, but she's, she's, I think she knows the law pretty well. Uh, but she's on that group along with some other people. Um, but you know, you get some bad actors in there that just want, you know, the state to buy Bitcoin and who is the state? Like that's the taxpayer. So you're asking the taxpayer to buy Bitcoin and they talk about how the state needs this reserve, how it's good for national security or how it's good for Texas residents. Well, how is it good? It's only good to the extent that like they can flip it and make a profit. You know, are they going to be hodling it forever? Like all these Bitcoiners do that just pretend that they're just going to hodl and never sell their Bitcoin, never realize a gain. They're just going to have this thing sitting there um, in Bitcoin. Like, I don't want the state to do that because that just means the state is dumping dollars into this asset they're never going to sell. I mean, and what if it doesn't go up? What if it goes down? Like in El Salvador, that Bukele guy bought a bunch of Bitcoin through for the for his country um, using, uh, I guess, taxpayer money from people that live there. You know, it's a poor country that really can't afford it. They're borrowing money from other countries. Uh, they have a bond due, and I don't even know if they're going to be able to be able to pay it, right? Um, so they're currently down, I think, on their um, their position where they bought in. Uh, or is that micro strategy? I think maybe they're both down <laughs> uh, on their Bitcoin positions. But um, But having a country do this, you know, is no different. Like having El Salvador do this, and most Bitcoiners do approve this. They at least approve the Bitcoin buying by the state, you know, and they I don't know if they realize this is the taxpayer. They some Bitcoiners don't like the legal tender force laws in El Salvador because it's it sort of requires people to accept Bitcoin um, and they have a problem with that. But they don't have a problem with making legal tender um, Bitcoin laws in, in like a state like Texas or Arizona. They love that, even though technically that's forcing um, somebody to accept Bitcoin as a payment if um, they say they like a private debt, right? So a public or a private debt, meaning you can pay your taxes in Bitcoin technically. So what does that mean? That means the taxpayer, right? When you pay the IRS in Bitcoin for your tax debt, that means that the taxpayer sort of is on the hook, right? Because the state just is made up of taxpayers. 
So the taxpayer of the state is having then to do something with this Bitcoin. Hopefully they're not going to hodl it, right? They're going to try to sell it. But that puts, puts the responsibility then on the state to try to get a, get a good price. What if Bitcoin collapses that hour that they get it? Or, you know, this is state, right? It's the IRS. They probably take weeks to do anything. So how are they going to, like, hire a bunch of people that understand Bitcoin at the IRS? I don't think a lot of Bitcoin people are going to be clamoring for these IRS jobs. You know, unless it's sort of just, a you know, a strategic thing that they want to do, right? So they, so a bunch of Bitcoiners say, I'll go work at the IRS just so, you know, I can teach these guys about Bitcoin and how to accept it as, you know, um, for taxes. I can see that happening, you know, like kind of a service. Like, oh, yeah, I'll go work for the IRS to do this service for Bitcoiners. Uh, so they go do that. Um, so they, have, you know, they, they, they want to help the community. Well, they want to help Bitcoin progress. But it's probably not a job that a Bitcoiner would, would take otherwise, right? Because they kind of don't like the IRS and government. Although I just made the point that they, they do now, right? They're, they're becoming little status because they're wanting to seize government power, control the state, pass laws. And this is what I despise about the community now. I really, I really can't stand most Bitcoiners now that have gone full status. And if you want to look at, at some of the worst offenders, <laughs> um, it's like a Dennis Porter. And I've, I've just been seeing him. He's got a, some, he's got like a new podcast. He's probably sponsored by Bitcoin magazine or something, but he is just the biggest Bitcoin statist I've ever seen in my life. And he's like a lobbyist guy, uh, but there's a lot of these, there's a lot of these lobbyist groups. There's a Texas blockchain, blockchain group. Uh, this is like a lobby ran by Lee Bracker. Um, and he's responsible for um, bribing the ERCOT grid. So he bribes the ERCOT grid uh, with a bunch of other Texas Bitcoiners. Uh, and that's another thing I, I despise is because I live in Texas under the ERCOT grid. And the ERCOT grid has this idea of wanting to green itself. So they want renewables on the grid. And it's this, quote unquote, deregulated grid, although it's not really deregulated. Um, but what they what what the bitcoiners have been able to do is sort of set energy policy in a way that that advantages themselves so they come into the aircut grid meeting and they say look you got a problem here you want to go green we want to help <laughs> uh if you green the grid if you put more renewables on this grid um these renewables are unreliable um, you know, solar, wind, these things don't always uh, produce, right? So you've got to back that up with, with you know, regular old, um, I don't know, fossil fuel stuff, uh, gas, natural gas. Uh, but they want more and more of this renewable stuff. So that means more and more volatility on this, the generation side. And you, with the grid, you always need to really match your supply and your demand and so what they want to do now is since they can't control supply because it's going to be volatile because they want to go more renewable then they want to try to then they came up with a solution to try to control more demand side so the bitcoiners say well we'll come on your grid and then we'll we'll shut off our demand and you'll pay us to do so you'll pay us to just shut off our power but again this doesn't help solve the problem the real problem, the root of the problem is the structure of this grid and the fact that they want to go renewable. And, um, and it's, not, it's not really good for prices, for, for, for volatility reasons of the grid. It's not good because nobody really wants their power prices spiking. Uh, nobody wants to be beholden to the weather. They want to use power when we want to use power. We don't want to be worried about how there could be a weather event or there could be a really hot summer week and the grid might fail because uh, because there's just the generation doesn't doesn't exist and there's nobody responsible right now on this quote unquote deregulated grid to generate. Um, people can just turn off willy nilly. <laughs> um, they can they can do that and not be penalized really. So um, the bitcoiners, in my opinion, are are coming into already a problem where they see they see an opportunity here not just to trade. Bitcoin by mining Bitcoin, not just to mine Bitcoin, but to have by by using renewables. Renewables are also tax incentivized; they're tax subsidized. Not only that, but you know they're building these out. Um, they're calling them um, stranded renewables. 
well, what the hell is that? A stranded renewable? Why is it even being built if it's not hooked up to the grid? Why are these solar and wind farms just being built in record numbers out in like West Texas without any customers? Just, oh, they're just being built and they're just stranded. They're not connected to the grid. There's no way to get this, you know, renewable uh, generation to customers. Why the hell did they build it? Misallocation of resources, perverse tax incentives, right? This is government-enabled misallocation of resources through the tax structure, right? Through the tax code and through their de demonization of, you know, regular fossil fuel um, energy generation sources and their promotion through, you know, the tax, that tax code of these renewables. And so what happens is you get people building these out because they're basically paid to do so, just like we have, you know, um, the cost of capital right now, we have got cheap interest rates. We've got uh, the real interest rate is higher than, than what you can borrow it. You're basically being paid to borrow uh, even now with interest rates sort of climbing. Um, you know, interest rates for a house are like 5% now for a third year, but technically it's still below the rate of inflation. So you're still winning, right? You're still being paid to borrow. And that's why rates need to climb higher um, than, uh, you know, than these, these artificially low rates that are, that are trying to be set by um, the Fed. But yeah, you get perverse incentives. You get misallocation of resources in the energy market. That creates problems. And Texas is going to shit. And the Bitcoiners, I, I do wonder about them. Um, they're playing a very short-term game. I think they can make a lot of money trading power. I would buy, I would go mine Bitcoin just to trade power if I knew how to trade power like Enron did because you can basically lower your cost to mine Bitcoin, play in the, play in the trading game on power because you're going to have volatility spikes. It's just guaranteed. We're going to have future blackouts. We're going to have high prices and the Bitcoiners can basically lock in these low, um, low power contracts uh, and, and mine Bitcoin and just wait, you just wait for blow up and then you, you sell your power. Um, you know, you, you tell Ericot I'll turn off. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the check. I'll turn off. Um, and, and it may not even save the day. And so while Ericot is immune from private lawsuits, they got sued, right? And they said, well, we're sort of a public private entity. You can't sue us. And I think the court upheld that they can't be sued, but guess what? Ericot is partnering with these miners, these private companies that are Bitcoin miners. They're partnering with them through demand response programs. They're, um, they're being paid to shut off. Guess what? That's an opportunity. The next time prices spike or uh, there's a blackout situation and maybe a miner doesn't turn off in time, maybe there's an investigation. And right now the miners actually do this voluntarily. But what if there's a lawsuit that says, why are you even being paid if you're not going to turn off or you didn't turn off fast enough or you didn't turn off um, enough of your of your you know, usage? There can be private lawsuits against these these mining companies. Um, not only that, but there's going to be public outrage um, when people are pay already paying high prices for electricity. Um, you're just going to look at, at you know, the Bitcoiners will be blamed because. The green people are going to throw you under the bus. Um, I know there's some environmental Bitcoiners out there that are pushing this idea, you know, even including um, Troy Cross. But then there's even people like Adam Back in the in the Bitcoin space who's doing a test project, a beta project out in West Texas. Now it's not hooked up to the grid, but they're building like just their own little solar um, generation plant just for themselves to mine. Um, I think to, to the extent that it's not hooked up to the grid, it's fine. Now, I don't like the fact that they are um, taking advantage of, you know, renewable tax subsidies. But here's the thing. This is their beta project. And basically what they're going to hold this out to be, because Adam Back said this in an interview with Peter McCormack, they want to scale this 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 thing up right to like 100x. So that means he's not going to continue just to put these little things just everywhere. Maybe not hook up to the grid. I'm thinking that he wants to hook up to the grid eventually. Uh, with with you know the blockstream mining and partnering with Tesla batteries and 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 Block also was partnering with them somehow. Uh, I guess that's uh, formerly Square, Jack Dorsey's company. But um, I think their Bitcoin miners are going to be blamed uh, for high prices because I do think that um, 
I don't think that Bitcoin mining should be banned necessarily, but I'm not opposed to the idea. And why? Be- if they would have just mined Bitcoin in their own little corner without trying to influence the governor of Texas, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz is on this whole Texas Bitcoin mining cha- train. Um, if they didn't try to influence ERCOT policy, if they didn't try to to campaign and, and lobby these government officials in Texas, um, and even at the national level, um, a lot of them are for green, green renewables. Um, and I guess this is just normal. Like if you, t- if you're a big power consumer, you're probably going to be lobbying state officials because you are beholden to them. You know, ERCOT could shut you off. Right. I mean, I guess these Bitcoin miners could, could theoretically set up in Texas, not hooked up to the grid. But I think a lot of them do hook up to the grid. Not all of them are using stranded renewables or some of them some of them try to say that they're using like stranded natural gas flaring. Yeah, but how much of that? Like, what's the percentage of that? I think that, you know, this Winestone uh, riot blockchain huge facility out in Rockdale, that's for sure hooked up to the grid. Uh, I don't know how big that is, but it's definitely hooked up to the grid. And they have to sort of bribe these ERCOT people or, 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 you know, Ted Cruz types, right, the senator from Texas, um, get them on his side. Because if they don't, it's very easy to, for a regulator or for someone at ERCOT to say, um, political winds have shifted, electricity prices are high, you're being blamed right now, uh, we're being blamed, we have to do something here, we're gonna, just going to shut you off, we're, we're not going to allow you to to participate in this program. Now, I don't think this is happening anytime soon. May, it may never happen uh, because this ERCOT grid is definitely on the green side of things. They definitely want to go renewable. They have a clear agenda. And um, if they um, if they believe in this demand response, if they think it's going to work, um, then they're going to allow the Bitcoiners to set up shop and, and help them out. Um, as long as, you know, they can pretend like they're doing something, right, to to help balance out um, supply and demand whenever there's an event, right, whenever there's there's lower generation. But in my opinion, this is all a net negative because we've shifted our grid policy to having energy whenever we, whenever we want it, right, to this idea of we're going to be beholden to the weather, we want to go completely renewable, and now we're going to suffer in our personal lives because, you know, before you never really had to worry about the power going out or having to worry about the prices being too high. But now that we want to go green, we do have to worry about this stuff. You know, in the Bitcoiners, they're supposed to be for freedom. They're supposed to be for freedom in all areas, not just money. But you would think that they'd be, as Alex Epstein says, not energy fascists, right? So that you'd think that the Bitcoiners would not have this bias towards one source of, you know, generation for electricity or energy, um, you know, that they'd, they'd be open to whatever, whatever would be the best, right? And, and there'd be no tax incentives one way or another, you know, it would just be a totally free market. And that's what I would like to see. Um, and I would think most Bitcoiners would agree with that in theory, right, if they are principled. But um, apparently they're not, right? Apparently they're not principled. And they basically, in my opinion, they do um, whatever is good for Bitcoin. And that's why a lot of them are embracing this renewable stuff because, you know, they have this big energy requirement and there's a lot of green people out there that are very politically powerful. So they think they can appease them and they have been, they've been appeasing the ESG movement to get, you know, Wall Street money because a lot of these Bitcoin miners are publicly traded companies and they have to toe the line, uh, of course. So, um, yeah, so, so they're basically just going with the flow. Um, but I think the green energy people will throw them under the bus uh, whenever these policies backfire and, um, and you know, it just causes prices to rise. So because of there's, 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 um, there's a story going around today about um, how the EU is purposely, like, going through with their ban on, on Russian gas. So they, they know that they need this gas and yet they're still going through with the, the blockade of, of um, Russia, Russian gas, nat gas, right? So for they're predicting that there's going to be blackouts. They're predicting they're going to have to, you know, make do with the little that they have. They're trying to just warn the public, right, 
that this is what's going on. So they're basically telling the public, you need to self-sacrifice, right? You need to self-sacrifice so that we can go green. And they kind of explicitly say this. Um, And I forgot what point I was going to make here, but... um, Oh, okay, yeah. So the the point is, is that energy prices go up because of certain policy decisions, but they're also going up because we're printing money, right? We're printing money. So we have less oil and gas or less, less stuff because of certain policy decisions. So they're going up for that reason. There's like a supply crunch, right? And that would be true if the money printer, if money wasn't expanding, if, if we had the same amount of money that would be true just from these policy decisions. But we also have inflation because we have expansion of the money supply. We have cheap money. So it's going to be going up every, you know, energy prices are going to be going up for two reasons, inflation and this bad energy policy. Now, like the Biden administration is willing to blame it on whoever, and most people will believe them because um, people believe anything now. They believe two plus two equals five. Uh, they believe whatever people, these elites tell them. And, you know, the green people will probably be able to blame it on Bitcoin if they weren't, aren't really paid off by the Bitcoiners. Uh, so the Bitcoiners need to get their their bribe on. They're going to have to start bribing the, the uh, green people, in my opinion. Um, but then they're going to have to start bribing the public, right, that has to buy electricity and energy. And they're not going to be able to do that. They're not going to be able to, to bribe everybody you know, in Texas, all these Texas residents who, who will see their energy prices going up and they'll, they'll blame inflation. Yeah. They'll blame the energy policies. Yes. And then they'll notice why, why are the Bitcoiners aligning with the green people? We've the green, the green people. We, I read Alex Epstein's book, Fossil Future. Actually, I haven't. I'm just speaking like I have, but they're going to say, I read this book. I heard about this guy and he says renewables you know, going renewable isn't good. Why are these Bitcoiners now pushing this? And they're going to say, you know, I think it's like at least 85% of the Bitcoiners now push renewables. And they say Bitcoin is great for renewables. It's great because of this whole demand response stuff, you know. Um, Nick Carter pretends like he doesn't do it, but he definitely does. Um, All these people do. The only person, the only exception, I will say, is Marty Bent. Although Marty Bent doesn't call out the renewable tax credits. And he also considers Nick Carter a friend. So he's not willing to go debate him about this issue, even though he believes in it so strongly. Uh, And I will criticize this guy all day for this. Hey, if you believe something so strongly, go debate your best friend Nick Carter on it. Because Nick Carter is a guy that's a little bit wishy-washy here. He tries to play both sides. He's like, no, I'm not for the green. I'm not trying to say that Bitcoin helps helps us go green. But then, but then his comments, you know, later in the day, depends on his audience, of course, he basically says that. He basically says that Bitcoin can help, uh, help the grid. Yeah, help the grid into a shit situation. <laughs> help the grid into a problem that the Bitcoiners are not pointing out, that it's the structure that's the problem. They celebrate the structure because they can come in there and provide the demand response stuff you know, and Bitcoin has like a use case. Some people say, well, Bitcoin has a use case now. We can help the grid. That's their one use case. So it used to be that Bitcoin was a currency. That failed. It used to be then that Bitcoin was a store of value. That failed. Now it's it's Bitcoin is helping save our, our messed up um, grids. <laughs> our messed up electricity grids, right? And this whole Bitcoin is a battery nonsense that they're spouting off, right? Or the, the, yeah, that Sailor says, and that Bology's made comments to that. I don't know who first said it. I know it's an analogy, but some people actually believe it. <laughs> some people actually believe that Bitcoin is somehow storing um, electricity uh, when they're not. You know, and I actually called ERCOT over a year ago, and I said, why are you considering these Bitcoin miners? They're just asking questions. So I want to know how the power market works. I asked, why are you considering these Bitcoin miners as generators? You know, because they call them flexible load uh, resources or something like that. And they said, well, because they can shut off their power. And I said, well, but they're not providing power. You know, they, they basically buy power from somebody else, too, to mine their stuff. They're not storing this power. They just turn off and they say, I'm not going to use any. You know, does that sound like a generator to you? 
no, it doesn't sound like a generator to me. Um, and so you're not really fixing the supply part. I mean, they try to do this trickery stuff with, you know, by fixing demand and say, well, there's just less people who are, are demanding it, right? So that'll help fix the supply. But that doesn't actually fix supply. Like that doesn't do enough. It's not a complete band-aid, right? It might help a little bit, but it's not a total fix. And I think the most important thing that I would caution the ERCOT people of is that you are planning out grid policy um, with this idea that this that Bitcoin, this speculative thing that's only been around for, you know, 13 years or whatever, um, and that could go to zero or could collapse or there could be some some executive order from Biden, right, that just says no Bitcoin mining, we're taking a halt because, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to start doing um, what's it called um, price gouging laws on stuff. Do you really think that the Biden administration, if they start saying to oil companies, you can't price gouge or electricity companies, you can't price gouge uh, that, that they're just going to let the Bitcoin miners continue? I mean, I could only see that happening if they personally bribe off Biden and maybe they will. <laughs> but you're going to have to do some serious bribing here because um, there's going to be just so much outrage. Right. And they're going to say they're going to say, well, Biden just passed this anti price gouging law for electricity or something. And, and he's letting the Bitcoiners continue their mining in Texas. You know, while we're paying ten dollars a gallon for gas, gas might be ten dollars a gallon next year in Texas. It's already ten dollars, or it's already nine dollars places in California, Southern California. Um, but it could be as high; it could be double, right? It could be double what it is in a year. Um, do we really think that no one is going to be noticing <laughs> the Bitcoin miners? You know, and and they're um, that they're not going to get any of the blame. That's why I think the Bitcoin mining game in Texas is a short-term game. And I, I think it just takes, you know, one documentary or something like this that maybe Amazon's prime sponsors or whatever. And maybe it doesn't tell the complete truth, but at least it opens up the eye to the public um, that there's someone else to blame. Because when people are hurting, when they have to pay high prices and they can't afford to cool their home or heat their home... This is basic stuff. And they see the Bitcoin miners, you know, bribing, bribing, right? Bribing regulators, bribing Ted Cruz. And they just know. Everybody knows this. You don't have to go to economics major in college, right, to know this. That more people who are bidding up a, a, a good, uh, they're going to they're gonna be in competition for this good. And uh, this is what sets prices ultimately. And they're going to see, well, the Bitcoin miners, they're bidding for, for electricity. They're setting a floor. They're there in the market. Uh, I want them gone, right? I don't want to be paying $15 for gas. I don't want to be paying, uh, I don't even know what the electricity rates, but I don't want to be paying God knows what for my electricity bill just to cool it, you know, in 100 degree heat. Um, people are going to be really, really mad. And they're going to be looking for anybody to to, to basically ban right for for being their competitor for for this scarce resource and um, they they are going to blame energy policy and they're going to look at the bitcoiners and say you aligned with the green energy you you are partly responsible for this energy policy you are responsible you're also competing with me for electricity and i need my electricity more than you need yours and that will be a true statement objectively because it's my opinion that Bitcoin mining will migrate to places that ha that are um, rich countries, right? That can afford the luxury of Bitcoin mining, that have um, not gone energy fascist, right? That have 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 allowed the free market to work, um, allowed you know the fossil industry, fossil fuels industry to flourish, um, allow renewables too. You know, great, but just don't penalize the fossil fuel industry, <laughs> you know, let them exist and, and not give unfair treatment, right, by giving all these tax subsidies to to uh, renewables, to these to these favorable um, industries. Let it flourish. Open up nuclear. Do whatever you need to do. A rich country that allows freedom, energy freedom, right, where its residents are also relatively well off, 
right, that are that are free to innovate, that are free to work where they need to work, you know, just less taxes, right? We have we're a high tax country now. We're a very status country. We don't have capitalism anymore in this country in this country. We are, you know, it's really, really waning. I think we're a fascist state. I mean, it's obvious that all these corporations bend the knee to to controls from Washington. Biden, you know, ESG, um, woke policies, all of this is sort of in control. Not complete control, but um, they have the majority of control over all these corporations. They tell them which which genders need they need on their boards, um, etc. Or to list their company to go public on NASDAQ, you have to have an LGBTQ person. Now, you know, this can be gamed, right? You could just pretend you're gay. Or everybody's probably bi now. I mean, you could just say you're bi, who's going to know? Um, but, you know, eventually they're going to start checking. You know, they're going to start making sure, uh, hey, we need to see you your, your nude pictures with your, um, you know, if you're a girl, with another girl to, to, to just to prove it, right? Prove it, right? Let's let's see it. Videotape your, your, your liaison there. Um, but I'm getting off topic. But anyways, what I wanted to say is that Bitcoin is a luxury compared to eating. Right. They talk about the unbanked. What about the unfooded? <laughs> right. There's people that need to eat. And through policy errors, like restricting, you know, certain energy sources, uh, we become poor and people will um, will see this and they'll, they'll recognize that they're poor and they might blame certain you know, energy policies. Yes. They'll blame inflation. Yes. Uh, but they'll also look at Bitcoiners and say, look, you, you, um, you're supposed to be the free market people. We, we looked for, to you. You're on Tucker Carlson. You're on whatever. You're talking about freedom. You're talking, why, why did you go along with the green movement? Why did you, you know, you, you um, enriched yourself at, at the expense of us. You made our food more expensive, more scarce. You made our electricity more scarce because you got on board with this, you know, so you lost your credibility. The Bitcoiners have completely lost all their credibility here uh, because not enough people, you know, say Fadeen is one of the guys with Marty who don't like the green movement, but they're the only really two guys I've seen. Now there's a few others, but uh, these are the two loudest voices. And yet they refuse to really debate each other. They, you know, internally the Bitcoiners need to work this stuff out. And they refuse to, in my opinion, because they refuse to throw any other Bitcoiner under the bus they don't want to really be disagreeable with each other, uh, but I want to see a lot more infighting. I want to see a lot more debates. And you know, if they don't fix this, and if they don't start advocating for free freedom as far as energy goes, um, and started instead of taking the green side and wanting to basically control which energy sources win, um, they're going to have the consequences of that. And that is that people got to eat. People got 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 to. Uh, hospitals got to be got to have their electricity. Uh, there's just certain priorities um, with with people and energy. Energy is life. You know, it 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 you need you need electricity uh, to live in the modern modern world. We need energy to grow food, um, and all of this is is way more important than uh, Bitcoin. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, a lot of Bitcoin people might disagree, but um, you know just um maslow's hierarchy of needs you know food is at the bottom right with shelter and stuff like that uh and so it's my opinion that bitcoin will have to migrate to just first world countries and the united states is no longer a first world country uh so you know i think their days are limited i really really do if we don't turn this around you know and beat this green movement back you know, and say, no, 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 we need energy freedom here. Uh, you're, you're basically, um, to flourish as humans, we need energy freedom. And um, to have Bitcoin, to have all this extra stuff on top, right, this kind of superfluous stuff, because Bitcoin is a non-productive activity that nobody really needs, right? We all, you were, you were still alive before Bitcoin. As far as I checked, nobody is going to die because they don't get, um, because Bitcoin mining goes away. And it won't go away completely, right? Um, there'll be people mining in their homes, even in the, in the United States, even if it's banned. But Bitcoin will be a lot smaller if we don't have um, 
as big of miners as we have now, or they might have to go to a different country and all the power to them. Uh, they can do that. So it's not, I'm not saying that it will die uh, completely. I'm just saying the Western countries are pursuing this green agenda, this energy fascist policy that's increasing prices. Um, now, what if, what if they were pursuing green energy and the prices were falling? Well, then it wouldn't be a big deal, right? It wouldn't be a big deal. But that would include that the taxpayers aren't being squeezed to subsidize green energy. So it has to be, it has to actually uh, be, be cheap, right, for everybody. And you can't just say, well, we're going to squeeze the taxpayer and then make it cheap. No, it needs to actually be cheap. Um, but, you know, we're not seeing that. We're seeing prices rise. Uh, we're seeing also inflation come in here, too. So I think it's a combination of, of both, you know. But um, a lot of people want to blame one or the other. They're like, no, it's inflation. The green people will say it's just inflation. And then the, you know, the inflation people will say, oh, the, you know, sort of libertarians might, might blame it all on inflation. But no, it's also energy policy. Um, but yeah, it's, Bitcoin's a luxury, luxury thing. And it can only really, it can do really well in countries that have energy freedom, you know, where, where people are wealthy, where basically people can say, you know, it's okay. It's okay for the Bitcoiners to come in here and mine because I have all the electricity I need, right? And it's it's pretty cheap. I can afford it. You want to be mining in countries like that. You want to be mining in countries uh, that have the most freedom and, and where it's people are uh, not being taxed to support one energy source or another and, and where people can afford this luxury of Bitcoin mining. They can afford this, where, where a lot of their, you know, electricity that's been generated can go towards Bitcoin mining because they can also eat and they have, you know, it's a, just a rich country. But I think the United States is not going to be that place. And unfortunately, the policies that the Bitcoin miners should have been advocating for in the beginning was complete energy freedom. Now, you know, I guess that wouldn't line their pocketbooks right away, you know. So it's not good for business. And maybe they couldn't convince ERCOD or the Green Movement to, to halt itself. Right? They couldn't stand up to ESG. Well, in my opinion, if you don't think you can do that, what's the point of Bitcoin? right? Otherwise, you're just speculating on some token and trying to get rich. But if Bitcoin doesn't have a broader mission about applying its, its supposed principles of freedom to at least the energy sector, I mean, that's a very important sector that it should be applied to. I mean, energy like beyond money, right? Energy is the place that needs the Bitcoin, you know, supposed philosophy of freedom. Um, but I don't see it. I, I see them just, um, I see them going the other direction and basically just doing whatever in the moment they need to do to please the ESG crowd, to please the green movement, to get in good with ERCOT and participate in demand response and um, unfortunately, it just, they lose all, they lose a lot of um, credibility. Let's see. Okay. Oh, I have a caller. Hey, so I've been listening uh, for you, uh, to you for a while, and I appreciate a lot of the perspectives you have um, and agree with you on a lot of the points. Um, when you get into the LBGTQ uh, stuff, I don't understand why you bring it up and link it to anything. I don't see how it's relevant to the discussions you're having about the, this topic. Um, in regards to energy sovereignty, uh, we have a lot of points of agreement. Um, but I don't understand if you really have uh, studied climate change, uh, peak oil, energy sovereignty, biomass potentials, et cetera, as you talk about it. And if you really think that the true uh, energy sovereignty, green energy movement can be co-opted by people that are pro-imperialism and obviously out for themselves and uh, are buying off people to get done what they need to get done, which is not in line with what is beneficial to people, not only in this nation, but around the globe. So if you could just talk on that, that would be great. Um, let's see. I, I may be having a hard time expanding, understanding exactly what the question was, maybe boil it down like one, one, one or two sentences. Yeah. I just, uh, how much have you really studied climate change long-term because you can't, you seem to denigrate the reality of that 
um, in some of the, your talking points. Maybe I'm not taking it accurately. Um, but uh, for the people that really have studied it, it is a real thing. It has been a real thing for decades. Um, and if we don't do anything about it, um, we're going to be much worse off generations down the line. And uh, humans are not the only thing that matter on this planet. The planet itself matters. And we are dependent on that planet for survival. It doesn't need us. Um, so I just... I don't know if it's just something you really haven't thought about or you don't believe. Um, I don't see it as a religion, though. It's uh, to me more of a science um, and uh, an intuition. Um, so does that make sense or am I just not clear? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just say that. Um, have you heard of Alex Epstein? He's got a great book and he's got a great framework of thinking about this. So I don't deny that the climate is changing or there's, you know, anthropogenic reasons for the climate change, which like human in, impacts climate. I do agree with that. I have a problem with the catastrophizing of, of, um, you know, how bad it's going to be. And the, the issue that, that Alex sees and the framework he uses is, is, is to say, we need to look at the pros and cons of, um, energy of different energy sources like fossil fuels and and the pros and cons of potentially you know the climate what what, what are we looking at here um, and his basic premise is that um, humans flourish by using um, more energy and, and like a, the densest source of energy reliable energy and I'm not explaining it right, but um, it's basically a pro-con analysis that he does in a framework of of human flourishing, um, where um, humans really rely on energy for everything in life, and so we need to be cognizant of the downsides to climate. Yes, but that we also need to to study the whole picture, basically. Um, so, you know, I just, I think that environmentalism is, is like a religion, um, because they don't seem to put humans first. They seem to worship nature. Uh, and so they have this idea that, you know, at the extreme that humans shouldn't even exist and that we shouldn't touch nature, like untouched nature. That's, that's, that's a very extreme wing of the movement. And I mean, it's a, it's a very convenient straw person to bring up and argue against, but that is not the, the majority of the movement. They see people is in the circle of life, not outside of the circle of life. And that is common sense, not a religion. Um, okay. Well, but, I'll, make, I mean, I'll, make, I'll make one more point and I'll say, I'll ask you the question um, and then I'll let you respond. Uh, do you see climate change, the movement as being politicized? you know, as, as a way for one group of people to control another through policy. So once you politicize science, nobody can trust the science. And that's why a lot of people on the right have abandoned any, any type of, you know, they say they're a climate expert. I don't believe them, you know, and I don't really care what they say. And I don't think they're an expert because I think that they're just being political. And so that's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, because everything is run for the benefit of corporations that have stranded assets but have bought off people and have been given subsidies for the duration of their existence to continue to do things that are detrimental to the planet and the people. I mean, it's that's not rocket science. I mean, and I, 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 I'm starting to say that a lot. But, you know, I have nothing like you've called some things in this market and being focused on crypto and energy. Like you bring up a lot of good points, but in regards to the climate, Oh, uh, they are not the crypto people, the crypto boys, libertarians. They're not aligned with real climate people that have studied it because they they can see right through what they're doing. They are co-opting the language conveniently, disingenuously to get things done that benefit themselves and the people they work for or have bought. Oh, um, I, I, and, I agree with that. Yeah. I do appreciate your calls and uh, I thank you for bringing this stuff up.
Yeah, and I I could be wrong, and I lo- I love to debate ideas. So um, you know, debating ideas and and having your ideas challenged is a great thing. So I appreciate uh, you calling in. Yeah, I guess I'll I guess I'll end it here. Um, this went on for a while. I guess I'll end it here unless somebody else wants to 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 speak or to call in. Uh, yeah, start actually started off about this crypto bill and the no cap gains tax, and then ended up talking um, a lot about uh, it relates it related to it related to crypto because um, the energy policy goals of the Bitcoiners, um, I'd say. But then I got off on this tangent of uh, on energy and, and and the green movement, so. Um, I didn't mean to talk too much about that, but it ended up going there. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess I'll end it here, unless someone else wants to call in. Yep, okay. Thanks, guys.